Welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about market that's coming up, a little bit about what's been going on in our store, and also touch a little on difficult conversations that sometimes you just have to have with clients, especially these days. So, uh, market, we leave tomorrow, 7 a.m. Jill keeps complaining. I'm like, other people have to get up at 7. (laughs) We're just lucky that we don't have to start till 10. As a designer, I've always written my own schedule. So, yeah, I like to sleep in. But I'm excited. The girls and I went to Nordstrom's Rack today and got comfortable shoes. So, if you guys are going to market, comfortable shoes. And I don't mean cute sandals or slip-ons. You need tennis shoes. You walk and walk and walk and walk. So uh, I'm excited. We're bringing Karen, one of our designers. She won it as a trip. She won it for top sales last year. And um, David and uh, Ebony are going to come on their own. But we're all staying at the same hotel, the Flamingo, and I'm really excited. Uh, Pierce is going as my assistant, and Jill is going just because she keeps us organized and um, she's bookkeeper and uh, office manager, and she knows how much we can spend, and she knows the vendors, and uh, she can deal with all of that. So we have our little entourage, and uh, for Pierce and Ebony, it's their first time in Las Vegas, and it's the first time for everyone else at Market. They've never been, so I'm kind of excited. Uh, I'm going to start by visiting all of the vendors that we carry here, because that's the main reason that you'd ever go to Market. Again, we talked about that a little before that, you know, High Point is the big granddaddy. High Point Market in North Carolina is the big show. It's too overwhelming for me, honestly. And coming from Seattle, it's an all-day trip and there aren't any hotels in in High Point, so you actually have to stay outside the city. And it's just a lot more complicated. There are a lot more moving parts. Um, Vegas is easy for us on the West Coast. Our tickets were $57 a piece and the hotel's like... $35 a night. So it's going to be fun. It's manageable. They have my key vendors and that's really what I need to go see. People kept asking me, are you going to open with new vendors? Are you going to, you know, go to, to sign up new accounts? And, you know, I've seen it so many times where a design firm has, you know, hundreds of vendors that they can choose from. And you think that that's better because you have more choices, but it's actually more confusing. As long as you pick the right vendors, it's kind of like building a wardrobe. You don't need every single um, trendy, you know, or inexpensive, or you need good quality pieces. And then you need some, you know, beautiful accessories, but they're good quality. They're a good price point. They're friendly to work with, with designers. Uh, The opening order isn't too extravagant. Uh, Your minimum reorder isn't too high. That's what I try to encourage people. You, you know, choose the the companies that you love and be loyal to them. The more business you give them, the better service they give you. And you know, my vendors are great. They they will jump through hoops to find something that's backordered or missing or damaged. Um, you know, they make sure things get shipped here quickly. And it's just been a strategy I've always had that I was taught years ago when I first started designing, and it's really stuck with me. More is not better good quality and the things you need, that's what your vendor list should be. So we're going to start with our vendors. Norwalk is there. 
Norbox got some pretty exciting stuff coming up. Um, Classic Home is there. Dovetail. Um, our rug vendors, Laloy, Fazy, Jaunty, those are all there. Uh, and then the fill-in, right? The accessories and the small accent pieces. Uttermost is always a go-to. Um, and they always have a great lunch. <laughs> so we, we end up going there a lot. Um, I'm excited this year. We're going to go see Sagebrook Home again because um, we had a you know a good time with them, and they have they have cute they have cute accessories. It's hard as an independent designer, you guys, because you have to buy cases of stuff. But when it comes to little end tables and chairs and settees that you can buy one at a time, they're fantastic and great prices. I also like that their website only shows you what's in stock, so you don't fall in love with something that you can't get, especially these days. Um, so we're going to start with those main core vendors. I'm going to show the new designers, introduce them to our reps. Some of them they haven't ever met in person and really let them sit on things and touch things and get inspired again, get, uh, you know, a feeling for what are new styles coming? What are trends that you see? You know, any of the markets you go to, whether it's Atlanta or Dallas, High Point, North Carolina, or Las Vegas, those are the big ones, they really go all out. You know, the merchandisers that come in for this are phenomenal. And they plan for months and months what their showroom experience is going to be like. So sometimes it's giveaways, sometimes it's food and alcohol, sometimes it's really cute uh, shirtless bartenders. <laughs> we always meet that showroom uh, with the Chippendales bartenders. But it's exciting to be there and to be part of our industry when it really comes down to it. That's what I'm excited for the designers to see and feel is um, you're surrounded by all of these people, hundreds of people, and you're there for the same reason, because you love interior design, you love furniture. There isn't anyone there that you couldn't start up a conversation, you know, about a trend or a style or a vendor or um, they all get it, right? They're all designers in the same kind of boat or they're buyers for stores. Um, I am excited. This is my first VIP day invitation. Uh, the first day of market before they open to the general public for designers, there's always a VIP day. And this is where, you know, Pottery Barn executives come in and, and um, the buying teams from these bigger companies, they don't want to be bombarded by the traffic and they don't want to be bombarded by all the people rushing it. So they have this set aside day at the beginning and I've been told they have better food and, and drinks for their happy hour set up. So always excited for that. But this will be my first time being part of the VIP. Um, my store has grown enough where the rep, I think I'm one of her biggest, I know I'm one of her biggest client, you know, accounts here, clients. And so she had an invitation left. So we get to go to that. So that's exciting. I'll let you guys know how it is and take tons of pictures. Um, but, you know, again, as many times as I've been to market, I still love going because like I said, you're, you're around all these people and it's that energy and it's the love of our, our industry and the love of our career. And it does make you realize, okay, I'm in it for the right reason. Like these, these people get it. Like they get excited when, you know, you will hear people screaming like, Oh, look at this. And, um, then you get the snobby ladies who, you know, uh, are too good for the excitement, but you can see, you can, you know, it, it, again, it's, it's like the hoopla around fashion week in New York for clothing. This is our fashion week. So I'm excited. You can tell. Um, so with the store things, again, things come up every day 
And I think to myself, gosh, if I was an independent designer, would I still be dealing with this? Would this still be a problem? And especially these days, absolutely. We had a lot of calls this week again. First of all, we lost half our team. Um, They were out sick. I almost said we lost half our team to COVID. That would have been terrible. We had three designers that had COVID. They were COVID positive. So they were out for two weeks. Um, Stephanie just came back. She hasn't been here since Christmas, before Christmas. And then we had two other designers who were out caring for family members that had tested positive. And they had to wait until they had a negative test to come back. So it's been really stressful, you know, worrying about Stephanie who couldn't get out of bed and ended up in the hospital and wasn't eating. Um, she's great now. Thank goodness. She turned the corner. She came back. I told her to take it easy. And she was so excited to be back and to be working on something. And she ended up closing a deal that <laughs> she hadn't been working on it while she was down, but she was just again, revitalized and dedicated again how much she loved her job and how much she loved being a designer and really grateful that she got to do this. So that's been great. Um, Karen is back and healthy and she's going to Vegas. So that's fantastic. Um, Ebony's family is doing wonderful and they've all tested you know, negative. Same with, with Suzanne's. So it's been stressful. On top of that, um, we've had a lot of deliveries. So we're having some installs. We had a couple things that were damaged, a couple things that came in dirty. Um, and, and that's what I mean about having these tough conversations with clients. We had a lot of that. And then we had, uh, again, can you check on my order? Can you check on my order? Can you check on my order? I almost lost my temper yesterday when this client who calls constantly, and we do check on her order. And it's just part of the supply chain. It, you know, we can't help that Fabricut window treatments used to be a 10-day turnaround time. When she bought these in November, we told her it's now about six to eight weeks, which is what it was. So she was, you know, hoping she could get them by Christmas. But every couple of weeks, Fabricut's been sending us notices saying we are more behind. We are so backlogged. Shipping's been a problem. You need to quote your clients 15 weeks. That's news to us, but it's not our fault. And so this client called again, and apparently she asked one of the designers, um, I'd like to speak to someone who actually knows something. That rubs me the wrong way. I'm very protective of my designers. And uh, knowing what we've been through and how hard we work for everyone, I called her back and said, hi, um, I'm the owner. I think I qualify as someone who knows what they're talking about. <laughs> I think I know something. Um, and I explained to her again, and I even read some of the email that we got that said, you know, I really apologize. This is something that they have been pushing back. And she said, well, she, she wouldn't take it. There wasn't any point where she Stop and said, oh, okay, I get it. She just kept complaining. And I thought, why would someone think that that would get their things to them faster? Am I purposely not giving them her, her winter treatments? Am I, you know, holding something back? Am I not yelling enough at the, at the, the manufacturer? None of that would help. And so after I was pretty upset and, um, you know, got off the phone with her and I was polite as I could be, as I could be. No, I was polite to her, of course. But I just had to let it go and think this is something that she's going through because 
she's an intelligent person. Obviously, she knows that yelling at me and being, you know, snotty and mean to me isn't going to help her window treatments get made any faster. Um, but when you're in the moment, it's hard for us to separate it. And knowing that we're going to have to have these conversations f- for quite a while, I don't see the supply chain getting any better. Um, companies are starting to pivot. I've been noticing a lot of the vendors, you can tell that they have new suppliers for upholstery, that they're styles and things that they've never sold before. Like, okay, they're, they're going some different directions. They're trying to find product to sell to us. And then in turn, we're, you know, we're selling it to our clients, right? Um, Norwalk, who we buy is our main upholstery manufacturer. They, again, foam, right? Who would have known? The problem was they can, they had decided years ago to in-house uh, produce their standard Qualux foam cores, the cushion cores for the, for the sofas and the chairs. They can make them in-house. So those are still coming even, you know, 12 to 15 weeks is better. Of course, Norwalk used to be so reliant for six weeks. It would always leave their workplace in 32 days and we would get it within six weeks. And I used to have a hard time explaining that to people. But because of this whole foam debacle, they have their premier cushions, which a lot of fabricators do, a lot of manufacturers do. They have their premier cushions that are down-wrapped made at another facility. That's what they do. They make down cushions and toppers and things. Well, we just got notice from Norwalk that they have come up with an alternative to their premier cushion, and they can fabricate it in-house. That's going to hopefully get some of the backlog done. It's hopefully going to start freeing up some of our supply chain, um, which will make you know, clients happy, but, but it's a pivot, you know, we're going to have zoom training so we can learn about it. Cause you can't sell something that you don't know about and you don't believe in. I'm excited at market to get to go sit on it and feel it and touch it. Is it down? Is it synthetic? Um, you know, again, I'm, I'm skeptical about so because at the end of the day, who was a client going to yell at the designer, right? We suggested it, we recommended it. So if I don't believe in something, I can't, I just can't sell it. Um, I've talked people out of more things that they wanted when it's, I just know it's going to fall apart. And that, that I don't ever want a client unhappy five years from now. And then it's my name that they're cursing. So, um, so I'm excited to go see that, but I'm also excited to see how these other companies are kind of pivoting. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's being produced domestically now, which is great, but prices are starting to climb. Uh, there's a piece that we had ordered for a client and, um, I forget if it came in damaged or something happened, we have to reorder it now and it's more than $500 wholesale more. That's a big chunk when you're doubling wholesale and then some so that you can cover your costs and you can make a profit. So when things like this happen, we can't eat it. We, you know, I can't take that hit. The consumer's going to have to take the hit. And that's heartbreaking. It's a little nerve wracking. But I think if we can keep remembering to stick together and to step back and think, you know, when someone's taking out the frustration of how long it's taking to get their furniture on you, it isn't necessarily you. You you can't control a global supply chain crisis. And that's what it is. We just need to keep thanking people for their patience thanking them for their understanding, sharing stories um, of, you know, other people who have also waited 
for furniture for a long time or, um, you know, it's part of that sales technique, the feel felt found that people really like when you listen to their problems. And, you know, I understand, acknowledge, I hear you. So I, I get it. You have a party that's coming up. We, you know, we hadn't intended on this to, to happen, but, you know, here's something we can do. And here's a positive solution that I found. And this is how other people have felt. And, um, they're, they're just going to be difficult conversations, but don't let it get to you. And I don't want people to get burnt out. And I don't want them to think this is a natural part of this industry because it's not. This is unheard of in the world. And so for designers who are starting right now, you know, if you're just starting and I might, you know, suggest that you don't have a design center. So, you know, order from Pottery Barn, order from Restoration Hardware. Well, even they are having 30 weeks, 25 plus weeks. So there's really no escaping it right now. I haven't found anyone that uh, can produce a, a sofa faster. There isn't anyone domestically that can do it faster because there's so many moving parts and there's bottlenecks and slowdowns at every angle. Everyone's got some stoppage. So, uh, Funny story, Tracy uh, sent us all an uh, an email link. It was a New York Times, or no, a Wall Street Journal article. And it said, if you order a sofa, you might get it this year. And of course, it's about the supply chain and specifically about the furniture industry. And so there's all these different anecdotes and different, different stories. Um, but my favorite was the guy that had been waiting for almost three months, I think, for his bar stools. And um, he got online and he found the exact bar stools look just like it. Great. He could get three for $25 rather than the $119 a piece that his wife had signed up for. And so he bought these new ones and he canceled her order. And she called to let him know that the package had been delivered from Amazon and it was a shoebox. <laughs> They were dollhouse furniture bar stools. <laughs> and now he'd already gotten out of line for the others. Uh, you know, we were thinking, gosh, could he call and say, hmm, I know I called you and canceled this order. And, uh, I, you know, I was maybe a little snarky about it, but um, do you think I could get back on the list and know you know, where my place was? <sighs> Again, I haven't found an answer yet. Hopefully at market, I'm going to get some more good news and I'll share that with you guys next week. But at this stage of the game, all you can do is laugh and understand that we're all in it together and it's worldwide and, you know, don't be so hard on yourself and let's be a little nicer to our clients who are going through a lot as well and give them some grace. So that's my take on that. Uh, next week, I'm going to be interviewing Tara. I'm so excited. She's, you'll see, she, we just have this great, um, chemistry and love of design and passion for it. And we have a ton of fun anytime we're, we're working on a project together. So I'm excited for her to be here and to tell you guys about her story. So, uh, keep the comments coming, keep the questions coming, stay safe, everybody. If you get to make it to market, text me or email me. Um, I'd love to meet up and say hi to people. So, uh, you guys happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, so stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. 
That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforliving.com.